You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Pro sports, pro sports, aren't what they used to be in the season of COVID-19. Playoffs, basketball, hockey, and no fans at the MLB. But when you're talking football, hard hitting football, you know we talk that shit all night. Cause we're still those same old drunk ass fanboys who never get their runtime tight. You, 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 you see, the heart of the sportscast is still beating. Cause PJ and TM are still breathing. Now the other sports can go back a seating. Cause the heart of the sportscast, heart of the sportscast is still beating. Detroit Jersey. Welcome back, everybody, to the Binge Sportscast. I am PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, what's going on, man? What is happening? Good to be back after what did we take off? 12 weeks this time? Always good to be back after a long vacation. I was going to say, it did feel like a long time because, as I said to you, I got to make sure my computer doesn't have a heart attack when I turn it back on to record this show. <laughs> For real. But uh, we did, uh, you know, we had a couple opportunities where we had talked about getting back on, but it, it's it's like one news story drops and we're like, oh, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about it. And then it's like, what else are we going to talk about? The NBA, you know, slugging through its 72-game season or – you know, more draft talk. It's right. But we are back for draft week. So that, that kind of worked itself out. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot, we've had, you know, most teams have played 22 plus games in baseball, except for mine. Um, But we get a few weeks of the baseball season unfold here, kind of get a good idea of uh, who's what. And um, yeah, you do. You're right about slugging NBA, but I'll tell you, I've spent a lot of time watching the NBA lately because the Knicks won nine straight before last night, and uh, that was a good time. That was a very good time. Really brought back memories of when the Knicks were good, which seems, I mean, they say eight years, I guess, but man, it's just been such a long time since the Knicks. And when the Knicks are relevant, they are the team in, in New York. I mean... They've been the story here, you know, no. even even with the Nets being the first place team and Yankees and Mets playing, it's been Knicks for two plus weeks. It's been awesome. Now, is this Knicks rise not a not a Madden curse, but is it a like a Pixar anti curse? Did you guys see? Did you see Soul? The movie? I, I did. I, in the movie. I, you know. I remember the joke now. Yeah. I was actually, I just, it just popped up because we were, my son or somebody was watching it and the joke popped up and I was like, how fucking funny is that? They're dominating, they're kicking ass and, uh, you know, right as this joke comes out. But so did that, are the Knicks now at least keeping sports radio tolerable, I guess, in New York media, and it's not just all, what are the Jets going to do? What are the Jets going to do? What are the Jets going to do? Yes, but you know, it's funny you ask that. That's actually a great question because what New York sports radio really is, is Yankee fans on the ledge. 
<laughs> right? So they were five and 11, six and 11 before they went to Cleveland this weekend and won three out of four. It was, this is the, every day, this is the worst start since 84. This is the worst start since 67. This, you know what I mean? Like every day it got worse and worse because they kept losing. And so that dominates the airways. Um, Mets get more airplay when they're playing well. When they're doing bad, it seems like the the guys kind of try to stay away from that. But with the Knicks, the Knicks conversation, everybody is a Knicks fan, right? All the people who are uh, like who are the the personalities on the radio, they're all Knicks fans. They're all from New York. They all are just so elated by this positive you know, M- Madison Square Garden vibe that has literally not existed in so long that it's just always mentioned as, and then there's the one thing in New York that's good, and that's the Knicks. Here's the breath of fresh air. This is the biggest surprise in town. How can you not enjoy watching that game last night? Knicks go for nine in a row tonight. You know, it's just it's just the most positive headlines you can ever imagine. And it's just, you. it was honestly, the word would probably be euphoria. Everyone's just floating around the city like, Knicks are fucking good, you know? It's it was it's so unlike sports radio. Yeah. Well, and what's funny though is there's still, you know, seven and a half, eight games back of the Nets, the other local team, but that's it's just because of expectations and the fact that, as we said, the Knicks have just been the the losers for so long. It's it's like hockey, it doesn't matter. Devils or Islanders are winning Stanley Cups. When the Rangers are winning, it's the biggest story in hockey. Yep. Unfortunately, see that when the Mets are winning, it it does take over the city, but it just doesn't happen that often. So it's that baseball is different. I mean, there's a there's a different expectation when it comes to Yankees Mets. But I think you and I could do a, a two hour show just on the on the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, to think that Blake Griffin is now playing meaningful minutes for that team. And, I mean, Harden, if he didn't suffer this injury, could have been MVP. And now Durant. So, I mean, just just that the way that – I mean, that team wasn't anything like that last year. Durant didn't play. You know, Kyrie, I don't know what the hell. He, he opted out of games after the, the Kobe passing. All that crazy stuff. It's just a crazy roller coaster ride, the Nets. They built basically, you know, an all-star team. It's like they're like the Yankees of the NBA. Well, it's um, their role players. The role players yeah. are are still better than you know half the players on starting lineups for half the teams. Yeah, it's an incredible roster. It's I mean how they did it financially. I mean you'd have to do research. I don't even know how they fit all this together, but it's it's fascinating. I really hope they win the Stanley Cup because I really think this is their only chance. The Stanley Cup. The championship. <laughs> what is the? I don't know what the, what the the James Nace is that the? I don't even know what the trophy the Jordan, is. The Jordan tears. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody cries. Up. Yeah, that was, I, I've been drinking since probably four. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I hope they win it this year though, because someone's going to build a better team next year. You know, so that's kind of the way the NBA works. Someone's going to add something. Hopefully, it's the Knicks. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't been watching or keeping up too much. It, it, it I was actually really surprised when I read somewhere the other day that you know 
it was a news article or a headline that said something along the lines of, you know, in the final push for the playoffs, you know, the last 10 games or, you know, 15, 20, whatever it is in that range um, for all these teams, I had kind of forgotten. And really, I'm, it's more me just not realizing it's already May, right? And we're we're ready to go. It's playoff time. We'd already be in the playoffs if it was a normal year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, we've always talked about, I mean, you were just reading off bets and parlays and, and, and over-unders and Luca this and Steph Curry that. And, I mean, those are the guys right now. Um, anybody else that's that's tickling your your – gambling fancy over there i don't even know well, what that means but of course luca of course luca um i've been paying let's say i've been paying close attention to the lakers because they because davis just came back but wait, before he came back i was making some money betting against them i was gonna say a nice word about the celtics who've been playing better because they're finally healthy but they lost at home to okc tonight so they're terrible um, just gonna quickly stroll scroll through here. Now I'm not. I don't pay attention to the whole league. It's I've really been just you know basically on the Knicks. So I see the teams the Knicks play. I mean, it'd be fun if Julius Randle was MVP, but that's not going to happen. I mean, Embiid is the is the unanimous choice at this point. Or oh, I'm sorry, um, not Embiid. He's a he's a candidate, but it's Doncic in uh, Denver. Yeah, he's but. Uh, Utah's lost a few in a row um, since Mitchell's been out. And so I've been paying attention to Phoenix's East Coast swing here. And that's who beat the Knicks last night. And they lost to the I watched them play the Nets on Sunday. That's a good team. Um, but it's hard, though. I, I, can't, I can't know the whole league like Chad C. does. But I, um, your, your usual suspects are in there. I mean, the Lakers have slipped down to four or five at this point because LeBron and Davis didn't play for so long. But they're going to. You know, they're going to be in there. You got Denver, Utah, Phoenix, all up at the top of the West. All those teams do not get it done in the postseason. I was going to say, like, all those teams are losers. It, well, really. I mean, we. I think we had that conversation with Chad C. when he was on because I had said to him, I go, Utah and Denver. I said, they're good for a series against each other that goes seven games and then they just get wiped out by somebody that, you know. I mean, a team like the Clippers haven't really got a chance to watch, but they're right in it. And, you know, they're stacked. They should have been better last year than they were. Uh, Portland, you'd think, would be better, I think, than they are. But they're still good. And then Dallas, a team that, you know, for our airwaves, we all like Luka. They're going to fall into that play-in situation. Now, that's what we need to talk about with the NBA. Well, is I don't the know. Do we? Do we? Under 500 teams in the East playing in to get their teeth kicked in? Well, but under 500 teams have been making the playoffs in the Eastern that's, Conference that's for the better part of 15 years. <laughs> I mean, that's you're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. Yeah, I know it no other way. <laughs> but, Us too. Uh, do you do you care for the setup? I mean, no. I mean, I've always what? talked about it's not hockey, and it's not you know, it's not football. It's not hockey. You're not. You're never going to see an eight seed, let alone a nine or a 10 seed or whatever, however it all works out. Like they will never win an NBA championship. I'm sorry. What the Miami was, what a five last year. Yeah. And that's such an extenuating. Right. Exactly. 
it's you're it's just the talent in the NBA is too good and the the game is set up to reward talent. It's not, you know, it's not the LA Kings in hockey. You're not winning a championship as an 8 seed. I'm sorry. So, right, right. I'd like to see them cut it back to yeah. six teams like the NBA or like the NFL. Make though make that play in you know, that six, seven, and then maybe you'd have a little bit more interest. To me, the NBA is uninteresting at this point outside of gambling or watching MVP or watching the superstars. I'll get invested when the playoffs start. And really I'll get invested when the playoffs get rolling into those four, you know, yes. First round finals, quarterfinals. Yeah. You get like the four or five matchups could be interesting, but yeah, it's, it's usually a bore. Yeah. the Knicks did upset the number one heat back in the day. That was something very exciting, but that's such a rarity. It's 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 completely unexpected and just not going to happen that often. But what is – did they institute this 9-10 garbage because – is that the way of kind of saying to those teams, I know you didn't play the full 82, so here's your opportunity to still get there? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I don't even that's... understand the point of – I, yeah, I don't I, – it was – I don't remember it being part of the shortened season deal. You know, I'm sure it was in there, but it was just – it was what it was. I hope it's not something that they're going to stick with. Yeah. I mean, I feel like from my perspective, just kind of starting to pay attention to the sport, you know, a few weeks ago, I feel like they just came up with it. <laughs> so you're, it was probably in the whole agreement with the shortened season and stuff, but – yeah, it's it's stupid. And you get all the press and the articles and the guy saying, well, we're fighting for the sixth seed. We it's it's the like they talk about it on the radio. They're like, well, we you know, the Knicks are going out and playing six really tough West Coast games in a row after Wednesday, which would be tonight when you're listening against uh, the Bulls at home. So they got that. That's a must win. But Then they go out there and you know they're going to have a lot of tough games. So it's like they just got to fight to make the real playoffs. It's like the real playoffs. It's fucking so stupid. How many weeks are going to be wasted on the play-in games because they got to have two days off between games? It's like, you know, we're going to be in July. They're still going to be playing. It's it's just stupid. I mean, we've talked about it with baseball. We don't even we don't even necessarily like it with baseball. And there we're talking about, you know, five, six teams, not fucking ten. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's a lot of teams. Let's just let everybody make the playoffs. Let's just do it. Let's just do a one. Let's it's let's just turn it into the NCAA tournament. Let's be done with it. You know what I mean? Like one and done. Here we go. Here you go. 16 seed. Let's go Pistons beat the, uh, the nets one time. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, eh. You wish the chart was available for the play in. <laughs> no, no dude. I was, as you were saying that, uh, a couple minutes ago, I was thinking in my head, yeah, Detroit was on that bubble couple years ago when they had Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and they were just good enough to be in that six, seven, eight slot. And what did it do? I mean, it did nothing for us. We didn't, I think we went three years in a row. We were either the seven or the eight seed and we didn't win a single game. We lost 12 straight. I think we set an NBA record for number of playoff losses in a row. Like wow. what, what good did that do us? It just put us back an extra four or five years Instead yeah, of like right now, we'd be 
more, like be rebuilding more instead of, like we'd be on the upslope of our rebuild rather than sitting here right now with a bunch of 19-year-olds who, you know, can't wipe their own ass. That was clean. Um, <sighs> anyway. Charlotte sitting in the eight. Well, they just lost tonight, so I think they might be 30 and 31. But um, they're almost all fi- over 500 in the east at least. Oh, for fuck's sake, swing the bat. Oh, boy. You know what? That is a perfect, <laughs> I'm watching perfect the intro. Bottom nine here. Losing oh. two to one to the Red Sox. Of course they are. Do we have a baseball sounder, TM? No, I have to make one. <laughs> I've been I've been in the lab more. I'll come up with one. I gotta. I just. Oh God, Jesus, Conforto. All right, so baseball. So <laughs> I was I was I was so, looking through my sounders. Like, what could we play here? For now, like I've made it. It's just all my bitching over the years. I'm just, this guy, I can't believe this guy Barnes closes for the Red Sox. So this is, oh, Conforto, are you fucking kidding me, man? I hate this this shift, by the way. I know it's oh. too late to even discuss that, but man, does it suck. I know they are, they did come out, or they did say um, in the minors they are, um, in some in the different minor league levels, they've started all these different rules. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. So... One oh, well, of which... I heard in the, the the Atlantic League the moving back the pitcher's mound. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't remember them all, but I know one of them was about the shift, about not allowing like that the second baseman had to stay on you know the right side of the field, and that you couldn't have three or four play- something like that. Um, and the other one was. I can't remember if it's AAA or AA, but they increase the size of the bases. And it's it's by like two inches or something, essentially giving runners more of a chance to be safe, which seems like ridiculous that two inches could make that difference, but I think it could. Um, but one of them was about the shift. And I, I'm with you. I don't like the shift. I wish they would limit to say you have to have – like no more than not including the pitcher, no more than four guys on one side of second base, right? No more than four guys. So including the outfielder, so you could have oh. your right fielder, your center fielder, your first and second baseman. Right, right. So your center uh, fielder could shift as much as he wanted. The number of times a left-handed hitter grounds to the guy in short right is just nauseating to me. And then also I can't stand when you're rallying and the guy rips one up the middle and you're like, yes, and there's a guy right there. You're just like, what the fuck? I mean, it's a completely different experience. Wow, that was great. You just swung at a fucking pitch six feet in front of the plate. That's the end of that game. I'm shutting the TV off. I've had it with these fucking teams. Um... (laughs) (laughs) So here I got what? it. I so are I'm you just sorry. writing all this down? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm reading. Oh, found, you're reading. I the found rules. the rules. Yeah. I found the rules. So, so in AAA leagues, slightly larger bases with a less slippery surface for whatever reason. Thank God. 
um, a requirement. Here's the the uh, shift kind of tweak. A requirement that all four infielders have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt when the pitch is delivered, and that's in double A. So that doesn't necessarily eliminate the shift, but it eliminates the guy that you're talking about, the -hmm. shortstop or the second baseman that's essentially 15 feet into right field. Okay, I like that. Um, A requirement that pitchers must step off the rubber rubber to attempt a pickoff, Um, so there's no, like, kind of spin turns or or throws to third, but that doesn't, you know, steps to third. Uh, a limit for two pickoff attempts per plate appearance, and that's in, says low A, I assume single A. And then low A southeast only, they are trying out an automatic ball strike system. Okay. All right. So, ooh, and a 15-second pitch clock. For low A West only. So, I mean, they're trying. I mean, they have to. We've talked about this a lot on this show. Um, just them trying to make baseball more exciting. I don't... And, and maybe, it's, no, maybe it's not more exciting, but faster, I think, maybe. Or, or to move along a bit. Yes, they want to shorten the games. And they also want more action. That's why the one the one Atlantic League, they're going to try to move the pitching mound back a foot. That uh, That is terrible. Guys are going to get hurt. I mean, they've been, you know, they've been fucking throwing that since not even like Babe Ruth, 14 years old. Can't change that shit. It's weird. It's weird. Wait, they're moving it. They're moving it further away. Mound back one foot. Yeah. Because what? Because. Just to give more reaction time. Yeah. It's, it's to eliminate the strikeouts because that's all there is. Yeah. Well, it's strikeouts or home runs, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it, man. Uh, All right. Well, so talk to me about the Mets. You just went off the rails because obviously the Mets lost again. Yeah. And every tweet and every Instagram post I get sent or conversation, conversation with Chad is about how DeGrom is the greatest pitcher of all time, except that he's not, or that the team lets him down. He's the greatest pitcher of all time, except he's on the worst team of all time. So no, where, no, are, where not, are your Mets? That's, my, that's not my fucking take. That's Chad's take, <laughs> which I'm so sick of hearing that bullshit. Um, look, the, se- the, fir- the first month of the season has been ridiculous. Like I made that comment before. They're like four games behind everybody else. They had a snow out in Colorado. They had rainouts in New York. They had COVID with Washington the first week. Like it's been nonsense. So the fact that we're where we are, which I think a game over or at 500, great. You know, it's, it's April anyway. I mean, I'm not going to – I'm not on the ledge. There's new ownership and we have the best pitcher in baseball and Stroman's pitching good. So, you know, all good there. I mean, Lindor hasn't done a thing yet. And is it concerning? No, because he's probably pressing. I mean, they're all pressing. There's a lot of pressure, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. So, so far, honestly, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I'm happy it's on every night. 
DeGrom is, is Wednesday this week, which would be tonight if you're listening, day we drop. That's appointment television. Like, I cannot wait. Watching that guy pitch is unfriggin' believable. Um, he's just mowing people down. He's getting a run a game, an RBI a game, you know, a hit a game, for Christ's sake. I mean, he's, he's carrying his own ass when he has to. The game a couple weeks ago where they actually came back they were like he gave up three runs. They came back, scored three in the next inning, got on the win. That was basically what you would call in modern day terms a miracle. So there's that. That makes me look at the team differently because there's some fight in them. But a lot of guys are not hitting. And I just want to give them till June 1st, let the weather warm up. It's been strange ass weather in the Northeast here. And, uh, you know, just let guys get into their grooves. It's it's a 162-game season, and there's just no reason to be on the ledge this early. Whereas across town with the Yankee fans, it's hilarious to me that they were on the ledge at 6-11 and 11 because then they go win three in a row. And, you know, they're still not at 500. But it's, it's such – it's not the sport to, to nitpick – like we do football. You know what I mean? You have to recognize that this is a long haul here and things have, you know, guys get hot, things happen, you know, streaks and stuff. And, you know, we're sitting in first already and we're not even really playing that well. So Atlanta looks like they suck. That'll obviously not last. So I would like to build somewhat of a substantial lead on them before they figure it out. But again, if you're a Braves fan, are you on the ledge? I mean, yeah, Freddie Freeman, Acuna Jr., Albies, and uh, what the f- whatever the the dude is from St. Louis. So my point is, you can't worry this early, you know. And and I was thinking no. about this a lot too, as far as baseball is concerned. Is this is like the first time we're really talking about the 2021 season, spring training, right? What a what a weird concept it is, and and you can relate to this being a Detroit fan. So we spend six weeks playing in 85-degree weather down (laughs) in Florida or out in Arizona. I mean, you've got guys – I forget who the one guy in particular was, but I actually um, was reading about him the other day because he hit like 600 in spring and now he's struggling through April. And it's just like what – how much prep do we really need? You know? I mean you need six weeks in perfect baseball weather – to then fly up to New York and Detroit and Chicago where it's 30 degrees still in the beginning of April. I mean, the past few seasons, they started in March. And it's just like, how could you not be screwed up for a little while? I mean, that yeah. would fuck me up. I, dude, it's I mean, not a weather sport until October. And even then, I don't want to play in that. You know, it's, it's I mean, we talked. I mean, cut cut the season. I mean. They'll never do it, though. They know, they'll never do it. I know. I'm just saying it's. I mean, I have we. I when was the last show? Do we have a show since opening day? I mean, Cabrera bombed a home run. I mean, I'm sure everybody saw the the yeah, slow in the, low Instagrams in the snow, and it was beautiful. It was the last offense that we had on the Tigers, but it's it's ridiculous. Now that being said, Tim. From my own, like, local, like, it snowed two and a half inches last week here on April 20th. So, you know what I mean? I mean, and I've been to opening days here when it's been 60, and I've been to opening days when it's been 30. Yeah. And then you have a team like the Twins who 
go from a dome to an outdoor stadium, which makes zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But at the same time, I don't understand why they just don't play the first two weeks like below. Right. I agree. Get you know those- what? But like on like south of Tennessee or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally agree. The Mets should not be north of like Atlanta until close to as close to May 1st as you can like get it to. And I understand it's revenue and all that, but you just you just make it work. It's okay. You you move two series and all of a sudden the it all changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Now, speaking of baseball and rules and all this stuff we've been talking about, did you happen to catch the Bumgarner not no hitter? No. Okay. So, Double headers, seven inning games. If a pitcher throws a uh, a seven inning game, it counts as a complete game. If a pitcher, starting pitcher, throws a shutout through that seven inning game, it is counted as a shutout. But we have now learned if a pitcher throws a no hitter through a seven inning game, it doesn't count as a no hitter. Why does this sport? consistency consistently make itself look so fucking stupid how can you count a game as a complete game as a shutout but not a no-hitter ask your 72 dolphins dick why because we were perfect through six through 17 games yeah well that's all it was back then though i know but now but 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 the Patriots go nineteen and zero, and he goes like, "No, oh, they did not. They did not go undefeated. I do believe they lost the last game of the season. So that's so every just- so every pitcher. So to answer your question, every pitcher that went perfect or no hit through twenty seven outs is like well, he didn't. He hit twenty one outs. That's not a no hitter. Okay. How about how about we call it something different? Just, like. I- I don't necessarily I don't necessarily disagree with you there. I actually have an issue with it being a complete game at seven innings. But my point is, if you're going to count that as a statistic, I mean, all this stuff has to be asterisk. Like it just has to be. This is such a this is such bullshit. Honestly, it's not a complete game. It was only seven innings, but. That's now an official game and a complete game in the in the book. So if that's the case, if you're going to count that as a statistic, then you have to count the no hitter. I, I, that's how I think. Yeah, I mean, but it's all it's all messed up because of you know just the way that baseball is nowadays. I mean, guys like you know guys in the the 80s and before were throwing 140 pitches a game. You know what I mean? They, the, 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 the arm, the arm, uh, health was different, you know, guys or, or now, you know, guys aren't throwing, and I'm trying to think what the statistic is, the statistics, um, it's in that 200 inning range, right? For pitchers where before they were throwing 300 innings a season. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like so, and and batting and all. I mean, baseball is the most fucked up when it comes to statistics. And I feel like I'm I'm a Pete right now. 
<laughs> coming in with my statistics here. Wait, hold on, hold on. I look at it. Um, coming with my statistics yep. on sport. Maybe to have it be today. Oh. We admit with you. Who knows what'll happen? That's drunk Jack too. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, but no, I. It's. I don't know. A, I don't lose sleep over it. That's right. It's, I know. I understand. I, I. It just pissed me off because. I don't know. I guess if you're the player, then it's kind of like what the you know what the f and stuff. What the yeah. F, what it, the f- listen, if you're if you're Bumgardner, you're saying one way. If you're pitcher X from three years ago who had a no hitter, you're saying, well, that's not a no hitter. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Bumgarner actually thanked the commissioner in the in his pre, in his after game interview, which is like, I just want to thank Manfred for uh, changing making these seven inning games, and uh, you know, so he was he was playing it off like he was, you know, he just threw a no hitter, but he kind of made a joke about it. So you know, it, right. from the player perspective, he knows, but he's also got a nine inning one anyway. So I was going to say, I mean, he's not the guy that you worry about. You know, he is a like a playoff saint. You know, and a World Series champ, and all these things that he doesn't give a fuck. Right, right. So, no, you're right. I know. I, I, I it just bothered me. I, I it's just, and I, I can't stand when, like, baseball just continuously gets shit on. Because I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I don't like the negativity. I'm just because I'm going. I'm in that mindset now, where I'm just like, ah, oh, thank God this is here. Thank God it feels normal. Thank God the Mets are on almost every night. You know, it just feels like a normal year. And then just to hear all the nonsense, I have to tune out of like MLB Network and stuff. Well, that's that, that's the, the okay. So that's the problem. So I'm casual fan. I love watching baseball. Tigers are on. Tigers are on in the background right now. Doesn't matter to me. And statistics and everything else that goes with it, it doesn't matter. If it's an enjoyable game, it's end of a game. And and the thing with baseball, I mean, and in all honesty, I think baseball outside of football more than anything, if it's late night, let's say I'm laying in bed and it's, you know, 11 o'clock and the Padres and the Dodgers are on and it's a 7-6 game in the, the ninth or a 7-7 game in the 10th, I'll leave it on. You know, I'm never flipping there like, ooh, look, the Rangers and the Devils are tied up in overtime. Like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? So baseball, with all of everything that's going on, is still one of the more exciting things to watch and end to. And I don't care if it's seven innings or whatever it is, I'm taking it. And statistics st- I literally cannot say the word right now. Look out, everybody. I'm coming out with my statistics. Look out, everyone. I'm coming with my statistics. <laughs> All of that is, to me, whatever. It is what it is. It's, it's a moving number. It's a moving needle, right? It is what it is. Yeah. I'm watching this game right now, by the way. It's 82, degree, 82 degrees in Detroit. It's amazing. Wow, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's humid as fuck here, but it, I certainly don't have that weather. I guess that's coming, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's mentioned the Dodgers and the Padres. That's like the hottest thing going right now. Oh, that's all the memes and everything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Care. All right, enough baseball. Can we get into football? Yeah. Jeez, yes. always. Actually, 
We have uh, we have a couple of BSVs. Do you want to do that? Should we do that? Yeah, I mean, if they're six weeks old and meaningless, we'll just skip them. <laughs> there's there's one that's a couple weeks old, but there's two from today. So let's uh, let's fucking do that. That's the number. Isn't feeling the tingles. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, So this one, this literally is, what is the date? 27. This is two and a half, two and a half weeks old, but I believe (laughs) is that's, and actually I think TM, we actually recorded a show. But we didn't do BSV, so let's just listen to this and see what happens. Yo, guys. South. Haven't oh. delved in to the show much lately because it's not baseball season, but now it's baseball season and I'm excited. Uh, just real quick, uh, I got the opportunity to watch the Phillies for the Mets. And, uh, you know, impressed by all the moves the Mets made. Um, I think they picked up a lot of good people. Obviously, they have a really strong owner. He's got a lot of money. But my question is, how confident are you with this manager? I mean, he just doesn't look strong. He doesn't look like a manager when I see him come up. I mean, I feel like the, he got outmoved by Girardi when the Phillies were playing him. And if you plan on getting first place, you plan on beating out the Braves, you got to have, like, a 100% manager. I just don't think that guy's going to do it. I know manager only accounts for, like, two wins, but it means a lot for how players play. And stuff that you can't see. I'm just not. Again, Phillies had that problem before Girardi. Look at Gabe Kapler. That guy's he's trash. T R A S H trash. But I just don't think he got the right guy. And my guess is you're not going to make the playoffs, and you're going to have to find a new manager. And that that stinks for you guys because you're probably you're definitely talented enough to do better. All right, see you guys. How dare you talk about AJ Hinch that way? <laughs> Sorry. I think that one was for you, TM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, Keen. I 100% agree. I've been saying it uh, since the beginning of the season. My biggest problem with this team is the manager. I don't, uh, I don't see it. I don't see him as a managerial material. I am not impressed by any of his post-game press conferences uh, post-game press conferences I just um, yeah I, I totally agree um, but the common response from the Met fan in this Northeast area is oh who cares he's just a pawn you know that Sandy Alderson is making all the decisions so I mean if that's the case 
fine. But yeah, I agree with Keen. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't see, I, I think we need a guy in the locker room that, you know, the veteran presence, um, I don't see so, this guy inspiring the roster. TM, he, TM, let, let me, t- who is your manager? Uh, Rojas, Luis Rojas. He's from the Rojas family. Oh, okay. So yeah, who cares? No, nobody, nobody who anybody knows. Yeah. He, he was, was in our minor league system as a manager for a while. So like a lot of the guy, a lot of the young kids that have come up through the system played for him and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean, he's nobody that nobody knows and nobody. So he's the first one to go essentially if anything goes down. Well, yeah, unless they fire happen. the coach, but we're not struggling that bad for that. But yeah. Now, has Rojas whipped his dick out at anybody? No. Okay. Well, hey, he's but got I didn't like that guy either, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Big Alex, thanks, man. Uh, Janelle more. Dickeen, it's, it, that's honestly been my weekly fucking jargon. Nice. All right. Let's, for the uh, most part. Fans are dumb. Absolutely, for the most part. All right, 401 number here. Let's see what this is. Let's get into it. Hey, what's happening, boys? Long time to speak. Hope you guys are doing well. Me, myself, and doing about as good as I could be. You know, starting to get some anxiety for the kid coming. Uh, scheduled for August 2nd, delivery date. So, hoping everything's going well as far as the, you know, the, the check-ins and stuff are good. But, oh. Goudreau, our Jets correspondent. I, I Sorry, I had no idea who this was at first. Here we go. Check-ins. Two days away from the draft, and I had a couple quick points I wanted to make. First of which is pour one out for Sam Darnold, which is nothing but the best in Carolina. I think getting a second-round pick was enough compensation. And then getting you know two additional picks, a fourth and a sixth, just icing on the cake, if you ask me. But that brings me to the Jets drafting, presumably Zach Wilson. I think it's like 99% going to be him, unless they do something radical. Um, but I, I doubt that happening. But brings me to the question I want to pose more so to TM, because he's more in the know and know with New York talk radio and stuff. Is there a, more, a, a GM that's under more pressure than Joe Douglas over the next two years to succeed? Here's why. Number one, he made the decision to bring in his own guy in Rob Sala. Management backed off, thank God, because the Johnsons don't know what the fuck they're doing. Allowed him to make all the personnel decisions and allowed him to trade Sam Darnold. Emphatically saying he's not the guy that's going to take us to where we want to get. Let me pick my own guy. He's got his pick of the litter outside of Trevor Lawrence, and he's got 21 draft picks over the next two years, 10 of which come in the first three rounds. Two firsts this year, two firsts next year, a second this year, two seconds next year, two thirds this year, a third next year. That's a lot of draft capital, and you are expected to hit on almost all of those picks because this roster is so depleted. I'm delusional. Any Jet fan is delusional to expect the playoff run this year. I just want a team that's hungry, a team that's competitive, and a team that's moving in the right direction. But if you don't hit on those picks, you're kind of screwed and I don't know how he's going to, you know, roll around. So once they take a quarterback, as far as I'm concerned, all the subsequent picks should be putting as many pieces around the quarterback to succeed. So he does not 
entered a similar situation that Sam Darnold did. Granted, I think this incumbent quarterback that's coming in is going to do much better than Darnold because he's got more to work with and a more seemingly more competent coach than Gase or Bold. So that's my Jets rant. Hope you guys are doing good, and uh, I'll talk to you boys soon. Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, he's under a ton of pressure. They, he, the, Goudreau's 100% right. The Jets have to hit on like 90% of their draft picks because the the team is is nobody. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just they sign some guys and yeah, they, they have no. I mean, they have nobody. They have no identity. They have no no face for the franchise right now at all. At all, they depleted everything last year. <clears throat> I mean, they were trying to be 0 and 16. It was pretty clear, you know. Um, well, this is what happens with Adam Gase. You know, so Salah's got to work his magic like um, my boy did down in Miami. Flores with uh, the quick turnaround that we had. You know, so far, I mean, it's one positive year. Uh, but still, um, we were 11 and 5 and sitting home when there was 8 and 8 teams in the playoffs, which is just complete fucking nonsense. So proud of my team from last year. But yeah, the Jets, yes, he is the number one. GM in New York under the microscope. Now, Gettleman's an interesting character with the Giants because the guy just holds press conferences to hold press conferences because he wants to hear himself talk. He's a, I think he's fucking clueless. I, I think the Giants are a disaster. Um, I, I have no confidence in Jan, Daniel Jones. Now, that being said, I, I and I don't know how to you know, value and analyze quarterback talent, if you will, from the college ranks to the NFL, but I will say that Zach Wilson, a player coming out of BYU, and I watched some B- late-night BYU games because I was wagering, I don't what? see I don't see a number two pick. I don't see a Trevor Lawrence. I don't see – I mean, I see a Daniel Jones. I don't know – I mean, I really hope they take Zach Wilson because I hate the Jets. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited they're going to take him. Because I just don't see it. I mean, I know there. I think there's one guy, and there's everybody else in this draft. You well, know? and that's yeah, that's the my philosophy. And obviously, obviously, we are not GMs for NFL franchise, but I'm always taking the guy that goes up against the better competition, right? I mean, uh, um, who's what's that? Who's BYU playing? Right. It's, you know, it's the... Zaka doesn't bring the same uh, thunder in football. <laughs> they do. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. But no, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a big risk. I think it's all a big risk, but... I mean... I don't know. I, I just read a mock draft when we were playing the opening intro that I have in front of me here now. They still say that he should... That the Jets should be taking fields at two. Well, that's and that's that's kind of my point. And I, I I don't know if that's where I if I would go. Right, right. But again, yes, he's played the best competition. He's played more of a you know, I mean, NFL style. I I don't know. He had a great game, and then everybody was all up on his jock, and then he had a terrible game and all of a sudden he's shit and let me go with this BYU quarterback who's played nobody so they're the same size they're the same height fields has 18 pounds on him 
Um, yeah, I, I uh, hey, go for it. <laughs> go for it, baby. Take them, take them. Yeah, I, hey, is what it is. Uh, what um, else do Goudreau say? I mean, yes, obviously the Jets have a lot of pressure under them for the next two, three years. I mean, what about the Darnold trade? What was, this came kind of the week, the last week that we we discussed, but I mean, were people excited about? It? I mean, they got a they got a, a second, a fourth, and a sixth. The second is next year, so yeah. All the dead right. fans say, "Hey, you know, they wish him the best, and you know, good for him, and all that stuff." I don't know. I don't see how Sam Darnold is any worse than you know Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Trey Vance, whatever the fuck his name. You know, like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see the difference. You see all these highlight videos on Instagram and everything. It's like, look at, look at this guy's senior day, pro day. See what he did when he threw across the field and hit a wide receiver with oh. zero defense on the field. I'm like, well, hold on. I've seen fucking Sam Darnold do that in games. Yeah. And you know who else I saw throw a 70-yard pass in their pro day? Jamarcus Matthew. Russell. Oh, I was going to say Matthew Stafford. Oh. <laughs> hey, did you know Matthew Stafford played Little League with Clayton uh, Kershaw? <laughs> just nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, everybody will care in L.A. Just wait. Um. Yeah, I don't. Shit, dude. I don't know. So is that so? The consensus is right now. I mean, it is Zach Wilson. Every every mock draft that I've seen, it's Zach Wilson. Except for the one I'm staring at on CBS Sports right oh. now, which is Justin Fields. But yeah, yeah, really? Zach Wilson. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, that would throw everything. Well, at least from a spectator's point of view, because. All the analysts and everybody thinks they know what they're talking about. And then the Jets take Justin Fields and it's like, what? What? But this draft, yeah, and this mock has Zach Wilson third. Let me just, you know, give a shout out to whose draft this is. Uh, it's Pete Prisco. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be Wilson. This also has Pitts going four to Atlanta and then. Bengals taking Christian Darasau, O-line from Vatek, and then the Dolphins getting Sewell. I mean, okay. Oh, what? Okay. So, fuck the and, okay. and then And then the Lions getting Chase. All right. I mean, okay. Yeah, nobody, well, nobody, no one has a clue what's going right. on. We'll get there. We'll get there. Because we're going to talk about this. Let's get to the last BSV, and then we'll talk about our thoughts on the draft, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Yep. So. Uh, All right, here we go. What up, sports geeks? Calling you in, seeing what's happening. Patrick here. Uh, just calling up, say hi. Hadn't talked to anybody in a while. Um, catching up on some stuff. Getting excited for the draft. I really haven't paid a whole lot of attention other than the typical stuff that you see out there, who's taking what quarterback, that kind of stuff. I am excited to see the Kansas City Chiefs have been building up that offensive line. I really like the Orlando Brown trade. Um, yes, sir. So I guess since we're kind of out of the first round, I'm not as interested as I would have been, other than I am just curious to see what some of these future stars kind of go where and, you know, hope to see what happens. So, you know, it's always kind of fun. But uh, I've been kind of concentrating on some baseball, watching my Cardinals as they struggle to play mediocre baseball. They're real good one day, and then they suck the next. So that's kind of typical, just hoping they can get it together when it counts to – Put, some, put a run together, maybe we can 
do some damage in the playoffs, but I think our pitching will have to get a lot better before we get there. Anyway, just giving you all a shout-out. Keep them coming. Looking forward to hearing the new episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Cancel. Cancel. Uh, oh, the Cardinals. We were on the the uh, first binge Patreon happy hour when they acquired Arenado uh, from the Rockies. Are you there? Were we? Were we? Yeah. I, I'm, I don't fucking remember. We were, and I heard a funny story today about the Rockies where I guess Arenado – was saying in the offseason to the GM and to the media, yo, this GM ain't doing enough to try to win. And the GM told them to stop whining. And then the ownership chose the GM over him and they traded him for nothing to St. Louis. It's like, wow. And now they're going to trade Trevor Story to the Yankees probably before the trade deadline. And it's just like, it's just Charlie Blackman and nobody else. It's a weird it's crazy, team. crazy, man crazy but they'll they'll come back in two years and you know win a win a pennant or something i mean they're always doing something they're always doing something but they're always involved yeah and and yeah you know when uh so patrick brought up the just this past week the the trade for brown for the offensive line for kansas city and i mean yeah that's I never have an issue with trading for a legit need, especially when you're Kansas City and you're just giving up draft picks late in rounds. It's not a big deal. Like, obviously, we saw Mahomes running for his life. I was still going back and looking at memes of after the Super Bowl of Mahomes just the Mahomes memes of him running scared, trying to throw passes, and it's – what are you going to do? you got to have an offensive line. Sorry. Although, <laughs> I was just looking. My favorite meme of the last week is there's a picture of Trey Lance, incoming QB prospect, that says – Trey Lance looks like an actor trying to portray Patrick Mahomes. And it's amazing because it, it's exactly that. He like has this slight look of Patrick Mahomes, just not quite Patrick Mahomes. It's awesome. So he could be uh, Mahomes' um, stand-in. Yeah, his body double. Exactly. Break. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid commercials. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, stay farm. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, for for the the Chiefs to get Orlando Brown for the next couple of years, probably a good idea. They need to draft, probably draft another tackle, and it is what it is. I mean, there's there's not much interest when you're that low in the draft, I guess. Um, but like Patrick said, he he doesn't care. Let's go back to the back to the Super Bowl, right? So thanks, Patrick. Though, yeah. So, all right. So, TM, let's let's go back through this draft order. Back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Roll through the AFC. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's great. So, so uh, real quick, let me. I just want to chime in. 
Oh, not okay. something here. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. Oh God. So, uh, Dallas Mavericks at the Golden State Warriors this evening. About a two two hundred twenty-two over under no two twenty-five. Pretty average for the NBA these days, especially West Coast matchup like this with some of the uh, highest scores in the league. I just want to run by you as we're two minutes from halftime. How many points Golden State has scored in this game? Twenty-five. What? What? 20. Say again. It is 53 to 25. Oh. What the fuck is happening right now? I mean, I keep checking if Curry's even in the building and he's on the court. The guy has not scored in an hour. I don't even know what's going on here. 10 points my ass. Oh, they took him out. Holy shit, dude. I have been taken to the woodshed, and the game basically just started. It is 56 to 27. There must be some dick sucking going on there. I don't, I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Some of the guys went to the locker room early for a handy. I don't know what's going on. All right, anyway, the draft. Go Dolphins. <laughs> I'm excited to see if they trade again. Okay, so let's go through this, though. So there are going to be, I mean, there's no doubt the Jets are taking a quarterback. I mean, clearly they traded away their quarterback. So all of that said, so, and, and I don't I don't think we talked about this, TM, but since our last show, the Dolphins traded out, which I don't know who your GM is, but doing a fantastic job. The Dolphins traded out of the three spot to move back to what? The Niners to move back to 12. 12, yep. And then traded with Philly to move back up. Move back to six, correct? Yeah, right in front of you. So right now we're looking at the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. The Jets taking, let's just say, for the sake of this show, Zach Wilson. And then the Niners taking what a majority of draft mock drafts are saying, either Mac Jones or, I don't know, I've seen Trey Lance, maybe Justin, I don't know, another quarterback. So then we're sitting there at four with the Atlanta Falcons. What are the tea leaves saying for the Falcons? I mean, are they saying wide receiver? They're saying Sewell, offensive lineman. I see Pitts here. Pitts, the tight end. Um, right. Although there was a lot of talk about them taking a quarterback early on, but I, you know, there hasn't been much of that lately. Right. I know so I guess. You're saying the Niners traded all the way up in front of four teams that don't need a quarterback. Right. So right. The, I, I, I guess my question is what I've seen for the Dolphins. So the Bengals, everything that I've seen with the Bengals has been Sewell. I mean, as an, an O-line. I mean, that is what they're doing. There's no way they're doing anything else. 
What do you want the Dolphins to do? Because I've seen Pitts going to the Dolphins in a lot of mock drafts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen Chase in a couple. I mean, what do you – do you want a rookie wide receiver? Do you want a tight end? Do you want – do you want him to trade your boy and take I, a quarterback? Uh, no, I, I would – No. If you, they're going to do that, it better be for Watson and nobody else. Um, you know, with all that Deshaun nonsense, I mean, it, it seems to have quieted recently, but you really don't know what's going to happen there. But even when that topic still comes up from a football perspective, I normally hear all about Miami. So maybe that could still happen fine. I don't know. I mean, I'll take the O-line. I'll take Pitts. I'll take the wide receiver. I don't think really think you can go wrong. Because we have a lot of needs. So each of those picks would, you know, satisfy a need. So fine. You know, I mean, what can you really do? I mean, it's, it's, they have a plan. You know, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, w- I would say, I mean, I'd like to see Devonta. So. I'm more, I'm more concerned about getting Najee Harris at 18. I know you're not supposed to draft running backs that early, but I want that kid. I mean, I want a running back like that, and I don't want to see him go to New England. Yeah, I think if it were me, I mean, New England, and since our last show, New England re-signed Cam Newton, which is unbelievable to me. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, for another year. And so I, to me, I just can't see them not pulling somebody else in. There's just no way. They've got to go and get somebody else. And whether that is getting up to that five, six, seven where the Lions are. So, I mean, so let's – looking back, uh, so Ed Minkowski from one of our groups here had thrown out some questions, and these are good questions that we can answer. So he's he asks, who do the Niners take at three? And the, right now they're saying – Mac Jones. We'll assume Mac Jones. Do, does Atlanta take a QB at four? I don't think so. I don't think they're there yet, if you ask me. I think they are a year or two away. I don't think Matt Ryan's very good. But I don't think they've given up on the Ryan-Julio Jones connection. Right, right. I think the Bengals take Sewell as the number one offensive tackle. They just drafted Burrow. I don't think they reach. It's not a reach, but I don't think they go wide receiver at that point. And then it really comes down to the Dolphins and the Lions. If the Dolphins take Pitts or the Dolphins take Chase, in an ideal world, the Dolphins take a wide receiver and then the Lions trade up. That is how I would... Or, you know, because you already got Hawkinson. Yeah, we already we already wasted our early first round pick on a tight end. So don't don't do what we did and take a tight end. Um, but I could see because the Panthers don't need a quarterback, and then you get the Broncos sitting there at nine, who clearly need a quarterback. <sighs> Dude, then you got Cowboys, I- Giants. Eagles, Chargers, Vikings, Patriots. And the number one thing is right now is 
I could see, or what we're hearing is the Patriots maybe jumping up that high. I'd be perfectly fine with the Patriots and the Lions swapping picks. If that doesn't happen, I just want to take, I want the Lions to take the best available player. If it's a wide receiver, so be it. I don't really want to see it, but if you can get Chase at seven as the number one wide receiver, well, arguably, I should say, I'm okay with it. I don't want to trade up, though. Like, I don't want to trade up to get an offensive tackle. Nah, nah, nah. So, we'll see, though. I don't know. There's, I, there's so many qu- I mean, it, it's such a wild card after, I guess, really three. I mean. Well, because, like I said. They, there's no other reason to trade up to three than unless you are getting, like, need and no you're getting one of two quarterbacks, right? I mean, there's just if they did if they did it and they don't take a quarterback, then they look real stupid. No, and, I, I, and I think they would. The already's at the word's already out that we fleeced them. So, you know, they you know it's a huge pick for the Niners. The guy's got to be you know it's Super Bowl or bust with the number three draft pick that you trade up for like that because of what they gave us. You know, right? I mean, but who do they take? I mean. They there's no they can't trade up to take Mac Jones right I mean nobody even had Mac Jones on their this on their draft radar. I'm looking at this mock draft has Mac Jones going 15 to the Patriots exactly I mean Trey Lance 14 to the Vikings so Ooh. I don't know. yeah well that's interesting yeah I said that's what I think everybody I feel like I mean there's five quarterbacks. I mean, you got Lawrence, you got Wilson, you got Fields. Trey Lance is the uh, the outlier, but the the unknown, I'd say. And then you have Mac Jones, who is the Alabama, you know, pro prospect. And that's what he should go 15, 16, 17, 18. But it's going to be that question mark of you've got the Vikings – the Eagles are in there. I mean, the Cowboys and the Giants, obviously. But, I mean, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. I can't see – I could literally see five quarterbacks going in the top ten with trades. So, so Jalen Hurts just no good? I mean, is uh, this draft – this mock draft has them taking a cornerback. But uh, – I mean, I think – no, I think the Eagles – Right? They did trade back. I think the Eagles. You're trading out. You don't need a quarterback. I mean, they do. I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts is any good. But you're you're right. I don't think they're necessarily taking one early the, on. The success of people like Watson and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Although I think you know Lamar Jackson's probably reached his peak. But I mean that type of a mobile quarterback like a Fields and. Uh, hurts. I mean, they're all kind of. It's all the same player in a way. I mean, <sighs> but hurts. I mean, set, but I'm saying, you know, I mean, I mean, is Carolina really sitting on Bridgewater? Like, I, I unfortunately had to bet on that guy and start him in fantasy a couple no, times. No, dude. Hey, I was very unimpressed with with Teddy Bridgewater. Hello. They just traded for your boy. So, 
Darnold, right? But people are still saying they might take a quarterback. So I'm just what? Get the fuck out of here! All right, Panthers, come on! They said that they love Fields. Why would you give up a a second, fourth to fucking take Fields? And then Darnold, they have yet to pick up his uh, option on the 2022 season. So Mm -hmm. next year, not this year. So that could. There's there's a local guy here that says draft a quarterback every single year. And I don't disagree with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's stepping shit eventually. Yeah. Um, you got to remember about Jalen Hurts, though. He went from Alabama, got benched essentially for a freshman, your boy, Tua, mm-hmm. went to Oklahoma and did his thing. But it's the fucking Big 12. They're terrible. No defense. So I don't know. I've never been impressed with Jalen Hurts in college or the NFL. Um, I never thought his NFL skill set was at par with everybody else. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't – there's too many teams. I mean, the Broncos, the the Lions. I mean, the Lions are the wild card here. I mean, they've got Jared Goff on contract for two years – which is a great situation to bring in a young mm-hmm. Trey Lance type developmental quarterback, and they may do it. The biggest issue that I ever have with any of that is like, then for the next two fucking years, I got to deal with the QB controversy. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing ever. So. Yeah, but you'll always be there with Goff because yeah. he sucks. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's All right, man. Um, Chad also had some questions. He says, so Chad, Chad, our loyal caller also texted us that he couldn't call in, but he said for the Vikings, he wants Trey Lance if there, which I don't think he'll be there. They pick at 14 Devonta Smith could be there for sure. Otherwise O-line and D-line and he said, feel free to share to tell or to say fuck off. So fuck off, Chad. Your twins are fucking terrible. What the fuck? Um, but I don't think if you're if you're sitting pat at 14 and you want one of those top five quarterbacks, I don't think they'll be there. Do you think they'll be there, TM? I don't know. That's You think there'll be five quarterbacks taking in the top ten? Oof. Or top let's say thirteen. It's very possible, but yeah, top 13 probably. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, they're sitting at 14, right? I I mean, Chargers, no. Philly, I guess maybe the Giants, no. Dallas, no. Smith, but that's a no. Dallas is a no. Yeah, so Denver's a wild card. I really hear enough about the Panthers to think they could do it, but they shouldn't. But now you're saying you might. And then we don't know what Atlanta's going to do. I don't know. It, it's too tough. To, it's it's such a. Well, you know what the other. I don't think five though. I, I think there'll be somebody sitting there for him. There'll be the well. The other question mark to... though. The other question mark is is, or not question mark, but the 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 other problem with that is there's nobody else out there. Like there's no like, super high end defensive edge rusher. There's no cornerback there's no d tag there's nobody else 
It's wide receivers, one offensive tackle, and five quarterbacks. And a tight end. That's it. Everybody else is just in this like melting pot of of good players. Yeah, for real. So if you want one of those quarterbacks, you got to go and get them. And I don't know, and I haven't looked enough to know if next year's quarterback selection is going to be any better. But it seems highly doubtful that, I mean, two or three of these will be successful quarterback situations. I don't know. I don't like I don't like how everybody writes off Tua now. Like it's just you write like, off Tua. Get out of here. I certainly do not. I am, the the kid can get a fair chance here to play a real off season and an actual season. Um, but everyone just talks about Miami. It's like well, the, everybody knows if Miami if had if they hindsight was twenty twenty they would have taken Herbert and it's just like what? Well, all right, well, whatever. I guess that's the case, but Justin Herbert, is he now all of a sudden in the Hall of Fame? Like, who says he's going to be like that? You know, who says he's going to dominate? Man, he got a haircut. He's like classy and smooth and yeah. It's all going to his head. Perfect. <laughs> Fuck it up, kid. <laughs> I hate the Chargers. But hey, listen, it it's such a it sets up to be such a fun draft night on Thursday because it's really pick one and then let's see what happens. So I totally uh, agree. I totally for for a long time and for the reason I just said there's no nobody it's five quarterbacks and a couple of and and there's arguments that Chase is no better than Adams and like the wide receivers there's you know you see shit out there with with different wide receivers as the best it's it's unbelievable should be a fun time yeah it's gonna be good definitely gonna be good Shit, man. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll be back soon. I don't know. Are we doing draft show? Who knows? I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll let you guys know. We'll let you guys know. But yeah. uh, we'll be back soon. If nothing else, uh, commentaries, NBA playoffs, NHL. Never mind. Uh, more MLB. Get out, boy. Yo. Tigers are putting a hurt on the White Sox. Nice. For their eighth win. Let's go. (laughs) Wow, you started so good. I know. Uh, Call us, leave us a message, whatever you guys want to talk about. What is the number? 708-316-8822. Yep. This is the number. And uh, with that, anything else, Tim? Let's go Mets. Let's Uh, go Mets and... Cheers to Miami. Whatever you do is going to work. New Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. Yes. All right. All right. We'll see you guys. Peace. I fucking love you, John Snow. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.